Hey guys, this is Mo Sider from the Detroit Red Wings. You guys listen to it like Dan Red Wings. Your Locked On Red Wings, your daily podcast on the Detroit Red Wings. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, everybody, welcome back to the Lockdown Red Wings podcast. Today is Thursday, March March 25th, 2021, and today's episode is brought to you by Locker Room. Uh, download the app and join me and Scotty tonight uh, to get in on the action. We'll be going live during the third period of tonight's Red Wings and Nashville game. Hopefully it is not horrifically boring like the last couple of third periods that they have played. Locker Room, changing the way that we talk sports. I am Detroit sports editor Nolan Bianchi. With me today, as always, I got host of the Bentley Show, uh, Scotty Bentley. What's going on, buddy? How's it going? I'm great. I'm great, man. Happy to be here. Ethan is on the uh, the DL today, so still no Ethan. But we do have one of my favorite guests. It is Theodore Colfin. Time for a TED Talk. What's going on, Ted? How's it going? We're so excited to have you back. Theodore. Oh, my God. Whenever somebody calls me Theodore, I think we've been over this before. It's kind of mm-hmm. like. I have to like wait, Theodore. Wait, who? <laughs> Theodore. I think you gave us permission, uh, though. I think I'm because you know, we're like the cool kids on the block. By the way, I'm gonna be. You don't have to worry about me. I will. I'm, it's not like a Tim Peel situation. I'm gonna talk to both of you. Guys, <laughs> answer both your guys' uh, questions. Uh, mm. You know, no, no, no shadiness here tonight. Not a, not a Tim <laughs> Peel situation. All right, well, equal so let's, balance. Equal let, balance. <laughs> let us start there. Also, shout out to producer Brian. I I realize that I don't shout out producer Brian enough. He's a fantastic dude. He does a fantastic job, uh, and I honestly would be dead without him. So, shout out producer Brian. I, I need to start mentioning that on the intros. Ted, let us talk about Tim Peel. Is it really that big of a deal? I was surprised to see no, he got it, fired. I. I I'm, I agree. We kind of touched on it last night because I didn't realize that it was going to be such a big thing. But every, like, I don't it understand exploded. everybody's amazement. No, I was like, when I, okay, I was watching the game, obviously taking notes. Uh, I looked over, at, you know, at my laptop or phone, whatever it was, like in the second or third period, I saw a couple of, you know, a couple of snarky comments and, gifts and just uh, I saw the video and it's I was kind of it's like okay yeah I mean stuff happens I had no idea it was going to be like a <laughs> morning it's like holy crap man I mean and then it didn't take him very long to lose his job no. <laughs> wow but then you know what when you okay that part of it you can see for sure obviously I mean with gambling coming so proficiently onto this, you cannot have something like that over yeah. you. I mean, that part of it, yeah, Mr. Peel had to go in that respect for sure. The uh, the interesting thing, produce, speaking of producer Brian, is he brought up a great point that uh, Peel was set to retire in like three yeah. weeks anyway. So yeah, like the NHL's the like, biggest- oh, Right, right. They're like, oh, yeah. we fired him. Like, look at him. get this out of here. Get this guy yeah. out of here. And everybody knew he was gone in two weeks anyway. It's like, all right, man. Like, you, you that didn't one. really do. Like, that's kind of showmanship, I feel like. You didn't, you didn't really solve anything. You just wanted to make it look like you did. 
You got that right, Scotty. Yeah, that was when that came out and I saw that. It's like, oh boy, that's that's, <laughs> that's not gonna go over. Penalty, man. Oh my god. <laughs> well, like you, like you. When I first saw it, my first thought was not ideal. You know, you don't want that, but like, I don't think crappy call though. Crappy call, yeah, yeah, bad <laughs> call, bad call, bad call. I don't, I don't think anybody. And the thing is, is everybody has come out today and been like, "Well, this is just part of a bigger problem, and that the referees don't call the game by the letter of the law." Was the only shocking revelation that was made by that statement the fact that it's never been publicly said that yeah. their job is to be more of like game managers and to make sure things don't get out of control and set the tone. And like, I don't know, maybe it's just me, but I feel like in hockey, that's an okay argument as opposed to a sport like basketball or baseball or something like that. Like there's not, I mean, things can get out of hand. It. Yeah. You just expect right. it, man. I mean, yes. that's two or three penalties in the first period or you're going to just, you're just waiting for the tide to turn here. I mean, it's going to happen. The other, I, I mean, it just expected. I think, I think the NBA is kind of worse that way. I mean, the NBA, I mean, I mean, I trust me. I mean, those guys, I mean, those guys do an incredible job, but my God, how do you call a foul in the NBA? Or you could probably call a foul on every trip or something like that. I mean, it's a difficult job, but no, I mean, the whole peel thing, I mean, it's unfortunate that it came out like that and it doesn't make anybody look good at all. I was a little surprised at the whole hoopla because I think if you watched hockey long enough. Yeah. Is that really a, a shock? I mean, I right. That way. Uh, it's, well, like also the, the, we were talking about other sports, like you brought up basketball, obviously they're they're I mean, they're like that. Absolutely. But even like like baseball, when you're calling balls and strikes, that's mm. like that's the most common thing ever. You'll literally have umpires. I caught my whole life. You'll have people say, "Hey, don't take that pitch again." Like that is a common occurrence. Like that, it's ridiculous that this is such a surprise. That like, oh, you know, their makeup calls exist. Like really? Like if you watch any sport and your whole life, that's a rather common occurrence. I'm shocked that. It blew up the way it is, and I think I do think that the firing was all for show, and they knew he was going to retire. But like, yeah. it, it really does surprise me as well that people got this kind of caught up over it. Well, the so retirement, man, that that was great timing. It was, yeah. oh yeah, <laughs> it, it was. was. Batman and Daily, kind of like, oh wait, he's going to, oh this is so perfect. Oh, yeah. this is great. <laughs> this is great. They're like dancing together. Oh my God. The thing about it is too, and, and I don't want to, you know, spend too much time on this topic because it's, it's just a circus, but it is the topic of the day here. And to Scotty's point, really like, is, yeah. like when it comes to makeup calls, I don't, the, the discourse that I've seen on Twitter today has been, well, we all knew that makeup calls existed. And then the retort to that is, well, makeup calls shouldn't exist because referees should just be better at their jobs. What league does not have an officiating problem? What league does not have a problem with the human element interfering in the correctness of the game being called? And as you tighten it down, like year by year, you get bigger stars coming into the league. You got to protect your stars. You, you clamp up a little bit and things change over time. And then all of a sudden it gets to a point where some things have changed, some things haven't. And I, I don't, I don't really know like what people are hoping to get out of this. You know, why did he need to like call a penalty then e either? It's like, why this, why was he so that is the weird part, right? Oh, I got to call a penalty right now. Yeah. He kind of alluded to it in a way. It's kind of yeah. like, 
there's only one penalty in the first period and there wasn't a chippy game. There was nothing going on. It was one of the more, boy, they've had a few dreadful games that way lately, man, a lot, but the last two much going on. And it's like, okay, so why exactly at this very moment is it important to make that call to, uh, well, it was, okay. Yeah, well, here, so, so here's another thing too. In basketball, especially when it comes to like tournament time or and even in hockey too, when one team goes to the free throw line 24 times, the only other team only goes eight, people lose right. their minds. They they consider yeah. that a poorly officiated game without taking any context into the into consideration. And that just is what it is. We want it to be equal. We want we, we don't want the games to be called properly. We want the games to be called uh, so that both teams have an opportunity to have an advantage because you like to just assume that both teams play the exact same style and I guess in theory should be taking the same amount of penalties but in reality that's just that's just not what it is and I, I think if you have games every night where the penalties are four to one or five to two and it's just it's a persistent thing then I think everybody's looking at it like oh who who they're favoring this team or they're favoring that team and just the whole thing makes no sense to me. Tell you what, the one thing though, and we, we touched on it just a while ago with the gambling now so prevalent, yes. yeah, it just huge. opened up so many different pot. I don't say potholes, there's so many more issues now. I mean, everything has to be up on the up and up, and injuries, stuff like that. I mean, I just I'm kind of I've been amazed how big it's just become in Michigan here in the last month. Mm-hmm. You know what I- I mean, just all the commercials and everything, and just yeah. just the out there. I'm like, wow, this is just going to get bigger. Only going to get bigger and bigger, man. There's so much money out there about mm. this. It's pretty crazy. All right, got to jump in here real quick to talk to you guys today about Locker Room. Locker Room is the first social audio platform made for sports fans. The app is free to download, and once you're in, you can talk with me, Scott, other athletes, athletes. Uh, other fans, uh, insiders in real time about your favorite team or sport. We will be hosting a room tonight during the third period of Nashville and Detroit. We'll be doing that once a week. Yes, you can finally join in on the conversation that you listen to here every single day. Locker Room is the perfect place to start or join conversations about the league. You'll find fans just like yourself on Locker Room. There'll be watch parties, debates, post-game breakdowns, and of course, reacting to the biggest news and rumors. So go download the free locker room app right now, currently available on all iOS devices. And be sure to create a profile, link your Twitter, and join the NHL group for the latest league updates. Follow us at Lockdown Red Wings to be notified when our room goes live. And I know you won't want to miss it because we're planning to be live tonight. And if the game is anything like last time, it's going to be one big pool of misery. We're going to have a great time being miserable together. You know, misery loves company, like they said. And we would sure love your company tonight. So we hope to see you there uh, at Locker Room, changing the way that we talk sports. And I also have to fill you guys in on the big Built Bar matchup going on today. Now, listen, we've been telling you about Built Bar. It's the best tasting protein bar on the market for a while now. Built Bar is the amazing low calorie, low sugar, high protein, high fiber, amazing tasting protein bar with 100% chocolate on all of the bars. And now it is time to find out which Built Bar is the best. It's Built Bar Madness. Uh, Today's matchup, we got mint brownie versus coconut puff. Folks, simple and plain right here. I think you know which direction I'm going. Not a big coconut guy. Sticking with the mint brownie reminds me of uh, having uh, some mint chocolate chip ice cream when I was a kid or when the Girl Scouts would come to the door and they, you know, you're, you're like, come on, mom, please, can we get some cookies? Can we get some cookies? Except uh, these are way better than mint 
Girl Scout cookies. All right. They, these, these are good for you. These you can eat as many as you want. And honestly, it'd be pretty guilt free. Uh, so go ahead and vote. Make your voice heard. Go to builtbar.com or go to bar underscore built on Twitter. And then do yourself a favor. Go to builtbar.com and use our promo code locked15. That's L O C K E D 15 to get 15% of off of your next order that is locked 15 to get 15% off your next order at builtbar.com and check back today to see who won today's matchup and who will become the best tasting protein bar get all the sports news you need in under 20 minutes with the new lockdown today podcast host peter bukowski updates you on the latest news in every major sport with the help of our local experts follow the lockdown today podcast wherever you get your podcasts samuelson holds it there and then twirls walker watching him as it came back to lebda and a shot Let, let's take it over to uh, the actual Detroit Red Wings. They haven't been very good the last two nights. They've been downright putrid on the offensive side of the puck. But through 33 games, what are your what are your impressions of this team? What strikes you as different about them this year than maybe uh, than last year? I'll, I'll just go this one route. Right before these two games, like that, whatever it was, five to ten game stretch before that, I was starting to become a little bit of a believer. It's like. These guys might, could just go on a little run here or something like that. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Because, I mean, Nashville and Columbus, I mean, you know. Yeah. I mean, I, I got laughed at in the press box. I'll say that much. But <laughs> I was like, they could go on something. It's just, look, you're not, you don't have to pass 12 or 15 teams. Yeah. You only have to pass three teams. I mean, and, and, you know, the way it works out this year. And none of those teams are all that good. Nashville's not very great. I'm not a big believer in Columbus. I mean, I'm really not. Dallas, one step forward, two steps back. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I thought the way they were playing and it seemed like some guys were heating up. They're Bernier, great in that. The defense collectively was really good. Lo and behold, Bernier gets hurt. All of a sudden, for 130 minutes, they can't score a goal now. Kind of like same old, same old, man. Yeah, yeah. It, it really it sucks the life out of you because you you were right. Like within that stretch, and and here's the thing: is like with the Red Wings, like them going on a run is them going 500, and that's like perfectly. That's they were. I think they were like five, four, and one in those ten games. Mm-hmm. Or something. Yeah. And, and that's fine. That's that's really, honestly, all you can expect of them. Funny you said that you were starting to become a believer because yesterday before the game started, I was downloading uh, the, the, the portion of uh, Mad Max Fury Road, the chase scene, and I was going to get ready to tweet it out and say Jeff Blaschel and the boys coming after Nashville for seventh place in the Central. Uh, but then that that didn't happen. That would have been a pretty funny tweet, though. Uh, <laughs> let's talk about Grice and Bernier. Bernier goes down on Saturday night, second time against the Dallas stars that he has, or no Thursday night, uh, second time against the Dallas stars that he has been uh, injured. Unfortunately, right. what do you make of Thomas Grice? Because right now when we go into games with Thomas Grice and net, I don't have any confidence that the Red Wings are going to get the win. It was like Jonathan Bernier that first season he was here. Yeah. Remember there was no confidence in Jonathan Bernier that first season. Yep. It's kind of exactly the similar situation. I mean, there's just really no confidence that he's going through to win the game for you. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know. Just, 
I think we've talked about this. I think before the season, I kind of thought he would be the number one free agent signing on this team. I thought that was an excellent signing. I thought, mm-hmm. I mean, he's, I've seen him play really well with the Islanders and as his numbers have been really solid over the years. I thought it would be a really shrewd, he would, he would, him and Bernier could really form a solid one too, but man, for whatever reason, I mean, just this particular season, it just hasn't worked out. I mean, I don't think they play with the same type of confidence in front of them that you would Bernie. Yep. I agree. When, when Bernie is in, it's, you know, you got a safety. I mean, they can't score. That's for sure. They, they have, that's another issue. They have last year. Last year, Howard syndrome, where like whenever he's in net, we just like forget how to put the puck in the net. So like, I mean, that definitely doesn't help anything as well. But yeah, he, <laughs> Nolan and I just keep saying like he's a backup, you know, yeah. like that. Like he's not, <laughs> yeah. he's not a starter. Like he's a backup. I don't know. That's probably his role. That yeah. Probably his role. What do you do with Mister Bernier though at this point? I mean, trade deadline's what about two weeks or so? Yeah, two or three. Ryan, no, they're not really saying, you know, what it is. It sounds like it's a groin. Does he still have value for anybody at this point? I don't know. I mean, I would, the way he was playing, he does have value. Now that he's banged up, I mean, what's the team willing to give up? And if you're the wings, do you give up? I, you're going to have to get some kind of goalie in return, obviously, because you want to – you want to be somewhat respectable. I mean, yeah. Have Bryce play every night. And could be or not- is it, are they going to let Bernier go, not bring anybody back in, and then call up Keith Petrozelli whenever Quinnipiac gets knocked out of the tournament? Because he's had a heck of a year. We kind of touched on that on. on yeah, but that's, t- that's tough, I think, for a college guy to come. It's not like baseball or basketball, and especially that position. Yeah. I mean, that's just, I don't know, that's my first thought, but. Yeah, but I also think there's an element too, year, like but... when you're a quarterback in football and like they're just like, get out there, kid. And you just like, you don't like, uh, you don't know what you don't know. And then like you, right. you're just kind of playing out of your mind because you don't realize all the intricacies that are eventually going to come with understanding the game later on in career that like start to knock you down a peg. I don't know. It's, it's a very much a, a wait and see. And the thing is, that's very, very interesting is there are a billion different combinations of things that could happen at this deadline. Yeah. Uh, I mean, there's a lot of names that they could, could go. I mean, I was talking about it somebody with somebody the other day. I mean, if he, if Iserman kind of like trades, even like several of the people we kind of expect to go, whatever combination you think of, I mean, it's going to weaken this roster. I mean, yeah, it's, oh, just, yeah. it's just going to be, what it was that eight game stretch when the COVID hit or most of last season. I mean, it's just going to be like that for the last three or four weeks of the season. And it's not going to be very pretty because there's just not a lot of depth, obviously on this Mm -hmm. roster going down to grand rapids. I mean, it just isn't. All right, also got to jump in here real quick to talk to you guys today about rockauto.com. Now, listen, folks, I was driving down the road the other day, hit a little bit of a bump, heard a little bit of a funny noise, took it to the mechanic. They said, you know what, this will cost $800 
for you to fix it. But I talked to my dad. He said, no, you can fix that real easy. As a matter of fact, why don't you head on over to rockauto.com? I said, dad, did you know rockauto.com is actually a sponsor of the podcast? He said, no, I didn't. I just use it because it's great. But now that you know, I know that they pay, pay your bills, I'll support them even more. And I said, right on, man. Appreciate that. Chain stores, they got different price tiers for professional mechanics and do-it-yourselfers. A lot of times, the problems that are wrong with your car are something that you can fix just by going on YouTube. But here's the thing. If you go down to your local chain store and try and buy your parts there, you're still going to be paying an arm and a leg. When you go to rockauto.com, you can get your car fixed uh, at a very reasonable price. You can learn a thing or two. And you know, when you shake people's hand, you give them that little look in your eye like, yeah, rough, isn't it? That's right. Uh, and I've always dreamed of that. Uh, so go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Just write lockdown in there. How did you hear about us boxes that they know we sent you? They've got amazing selection, reliably low prices, and all the parts that your car will ever need. That's rockauto.com. Get the upper hand in your fantasy league with daily fantasy hockey advice from lockdown fantasy hockey. Fantasy hockey expert Scott Cullen gives you the tips, insights, and analysis for season long dynasty and DFS leagues. Follow the Lockdown Fantasy Hockey Podcast on the radio.com app or wherever you get your podcasts. So, I mean, with that, though, do you see do you, do you think that the way that the roster has been kind of managed to this point in terms of guys in Grand Rapids, guys in Detroit, uh, taxi squad dealings and, and what have you, do you think that, that that's kind of all been played with the uh, assumption, inclination, hope, whatever, that after the trade deadline, you're going to be able to bring up a lot of those kids and, and say, all right, Evgeny, finally run wild or, you know, bring up Giovanni Smith and say, go ahead, run wild. Possibly. You keep on wondering about, you keep on wondering about Svechnikov. I just don't, I don't know. I mean, you wonder if he has a future here or not. I don't know. I mean, what more could he do? Four points and yes. four points and he gets a healthy scratch. Once or twice. I mean, yeah. I mean, I think there's a good chance of that happening. I think, I think, I mean, you would think you can get it in a lineup at that point. And once and for all, you see whether you can sink or swim, like you were talking about. Um, as far I as mean, the- heading into this season, right? We, it was, this is his make or break year. This was, yeah. he's, he's yeah. going to be on the roster full time year. Like, and COVID kind of changed that, allowed them to yeah. tuck him away, but. I don't know, man. I mean, he's, I think there's something there, but we really, we really, you really need to see it over a period of time. I mean, Mm. you just had that period of time. You know, the thing that's kind of, as far as the whole, just the roster, the whole big roster thing, I was thinking about it the other day. It's like the most, I don't want to say the most impressive, but the most key players this year have been those stop gaps. Like, Troy Stetcher. Yeah. Bobby Ryan. Bobby, yeah. Uh, Nomet he's been solid. Uh, Mark Stahl, I thought, for what his role is, I think Mark Stahl's done a nice job. And it's somewhat disappointing in a way that those are the guys they've leaned on. I mean, and then mm-hmm. Bernier, you know, I don't want to say he's a journeyman NHL goalie. He's a, you know, he's played above that this year, but. I mean, it hasn't really been the Manthas and the Larkins, Sedina. I don't know. Ronix yeah. had a nice year. Ronix had a nice year. So that part of it is kind of like, well, you wish some of those other guys would have had their typical seasons, and maybe at this point it'd be a little different right now. Who knows? Yeah. Yeah, the, 
especially the trade deadline part of it, right? Like all the like, I, I mean, those stopgap one year guys, you kind of yeah. signed them to flip them, I guess. But Johnny it's, Merrill, right? Johnny it's Merrill. it's kind of nice it's kind of I don't know if I want to say discouraging, but it's it's just interesting how all it's of along them, those lines, right? Yeah, right, like all the people that are drawing interest from other teams yeah. are not like homegrown outside of Glenn Denning, obviously. Like they're not like right. people that have been here. It's just like. It's just all the people and we that brought guys on one gonna, deals. Yeah, those, it's just some of the better players overall had been some of those stopgap guys. Exactly. Right? Exactly. Those guys that yeah they've been counting on. Uh, what is the the latest with Christian Juice? I texted you last night. Said, "Where the hell is Christian Juice? This team can't score. They're rolling with seven D, and one of their top offensive defensemen is not in the lineup." Yeah, Manola, his, was he really doing that type of big time? performance i mean yeah, I, there were glimpses but i would i don't mind Shalowski going in for him i really don't i mean that's my impression i mean let's see we we're talking about svechnikov let's see what Shalowski can do i mean he was well in gr you got to make a decision on him pretty soon too it's like what are you gonna yeah. do down the line yeah i like juice the first juice couple is- weeks but i haven't really has been lately as impressed i guess yeah yeah i think i think a lot of the guys too and like to your point about larkin and mantha uh i like nobody has really extremely overwhelmed nobody has underwhelmed particularly besides maybe mantha and larkin at times Mantha. like everybody has exactly whelmed (laughs) <laughs> and you're just left with this shitty hockey team that just is not very good. And that just is what it is. I, <laughs> I could not have put it better. That <laughs> <laughs> is exactly. Yeah. You kind of wonder, I mean, okay, well, all right. Sounds like next year we'll, we'll get cider and we'll probably get to see a couple of those other kids, but man, it was going to be, you know, it could be another young team and, you got to find stop gaps again. And man, I was talking about it with somebody the other day. I mean, enjoy this while you can in this division because next year we come back to what Toronto and Boston and Montreal. Yeah. Hello, man. But Ottawa um, and Buffalo as well. Ottawa, I think, is going to be pretty good at some point. Yeah. Buffalo and Buffalo's having the season the Wings had last year. And yeah. Exactly. Except they have one of the Top cent, top five centers in the world. On I know team. Nolan, but man, oh man, it's like every year they stink. They suck, man. It's it's crazy. They're the Lions. They're the Lions. Like that's yeah, that's, 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 that's what they good. are. They're the Lions. They're the. It doesn't matter who they draft because they're just gonna mess them up. Team, anyways. You Bro, can make they're, an they're the Mariners. Yeah. See, I I think of them as like like the pre Cohen Mets. Like it's like the LOL yeah. Mets thing. You know what I mean? Like I like no matter what they do, like they're the Mets. Like it's not gonna matter. Like that's, that's a, how I view pirates. Right. Yeah, same pirates. same thing. Like yeah. it's just like no matter what you do, you're just gonna have some weird bad luck stretch and it's not gonna work out and you're just gonna suck and that's just gonna be it. I heard so many good things about Ralph Kruger as a coach. Mm. Guys like Franz Nielsen said that he, he was one like one of the best coaches he ever played for at that team. You know, the World Cup when he when he was like Team Europe or something like that. Mm. And uh guys love the guy. I don't know. I mean, he's like magical or something like that. And he goes into there and he got 
Okay, he didn't get lionized. He got saberized. I yeah. mean, it was unbelievable. I mean, it's and that's the thing too is that is the mark of a bad organization because you just yeah. mentioned like that's alliance thing too. Like you bring yeah. in Steve Mariucci, you bring in the super hot guy, you know, over the over the summer that you think is going to turn things around, but there's something stemming from the top down that has to be at play here. It's a culture thing. It's an organizational thing, and you have to start kind of. And, and I don't think that's a surprise, you know. Right from the faceoff, Red Wings control. Conwall to Zetterberg. Scores! Game over! Game seven! Here we come! All right, that is where we will end it for today. Don't forget, we'll be in locker room tonight during the third period. We will be back tomorrow with a Friday episode, probably do a little bit of a how do you feel about a Friday mixed with a game recap, mixed with some trade deadline talk or something. I honestly don't know yet. Uh, But whatever it is, we're going to make it entertaining. We're going to make it fun, and we're going to be having fun. Uh, So we hope that you guys come hang out with us and uh, have fun yourself. Follow us on Twitter at LO underscore Red Wings. Follow me at Nolan Bianchi, Scotty at Bentley Scotty, and then Ethan at Ethan Smith. Uh, and we'll see you guys back here tomorrow. Same time, same place. It's your team. We'll be back.